previously. Hello, and welcome the to the commentary for Kingery uh, Season 4, Episode 8. Uh, I'm here with uh, Susan Bridges, who's the writer for this episode. Yes, hello. And how are you doing this evening? I am doing pretty well. How are you? Eh, I'm tired, but uh, getting along. And uh, I just want to thank you right off the bat. This was a nice change-up for an episode. It was relatively short. It, you know, I was just flipping through it again, to, you know, in the script to refresh my memory. And, yeah, it's only really like three scenes or something. Yep, and uh, actually, yeah, I think it's a little bit more than three scenes. But it, it, it's not much. I mean, there's a couple small scenes in there. So oh, right, right. It was a very nice change of pace from the last long one. So, uh, where are we now? I guess it's luck of the draw, I guess. Because yeah. we, we really don't know exactly what episodes we'll get. We we don't really get to pick entirely. We just give a ranking, and then Jeffrey decides the final order, really. I understand. So right now we are in the previously, and we are... Uh, yes, I think so. Yeah, we're learning what happened last episode, and uh, looks like Tithia's uh, idea for the new Soul Body Models has... Blown up in her face. Well, not blown up. Blown up in a good way. <laughs> She's making tons of money. <clears throat> and we are now into scene one. <clears throat> Excuse me. With uh, uh, Martin. Uh, Martin Gray. Yep. Played her by, dad. Yeah, played by David Alexander McDonald and uh, Madeline Gray, played by Alicia Lane uh, Matheson. So... Mm-hmm. Uh, this episode is called uh, A Momentary Lapse. Where did you come yeah. up with that? Well, um, for me, when I, I don't come up with the title before I write it. It's always something that comes after. And the first scene I wrote was the scene with Martin. And it was kind of a hard scene to write. Where I wanted to really, you know get in Maddie's shoes and see exactly what this kind of, you know, this, her father with his brain injury, what, what this does to her and how he can have these, you know, momentary pieces of lucidity where she ends up forgetting for just a second that he's not really all there and how devastating that is. And then on the flip side, you know, Martin, who has these momentary lapses where he seems like a normal, functioning member of society. So it it was just, you know, playing up on the cruelty of that. And it's kind of echoed in some of the other scenes and some of the, the ways that it relates, you know, have it relates with stuff I can't really share yet in some of the other scenes. Mm-hmm. But um, also, I think at the end with... Um, Tommy and Asa, where you'd expect Tommy to be the one always looking over his shoulder, and Asa's the one who identifies the gunman, and I thought that was a nice little flip, where, you know, maybe Tommy just, you know, ha- is having an off day, and he just didn't notice, you know? So, I, I think it works on a couple different levels. Definitely. And I have to say, you know, people should have listened to this episode by now. I hope they're not listening to the commentary first, but it was it was a shocker when I saw that Asa gets shot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we 
it, it was something that we we knew it would happen. It was kind of, you know, it was definitely a planned thing because we worked from the outline and everything. But um, the timing of it, you know, I think it worked out really well. It was really surprising. You really didn't expect this to happen. No, not at all. Which definitely scared me. Because, like, this this is episode eight, so we're, we're coming up on the finale. And if somebody's already dying in episode eight, you know. Hey, now, now, nobody's dead yet. I know, I know. I know. But, you know, somebody's getting shot already. It doesn't bode well for the, the last four uh, episodes. <laughs> You'll just have to keep listening and find out. We'll just have to keep listening. Let's see, where are we now? Oh, this is uh, Tommy and Sandrine. Tommy's date! Yep, Tommy played by uh, uh, Pete uh, Milan. Uh, Milan? Mylan, and, yes. Yeah, and uh, Sandrine Shaw, played by uh, Andrea Fontenot. Yeah. Yes. I like to have some background noise. I like that radio in your office. Yeah. And they are at a bar, thinking about drinking, <laughs> being adorable. Things people shouldn't think about. Mysterious. Not really. And you know, I think this was a little fun because you, I mean, how could you have a normal relationship with Tommy Arkell? Yep. You know, <laughs> it kind of gives you like a little insight into what the heck that would be like. Like this guy can give you whatever he wants, whenever he wants. And, you know, I, who else can match that? You know, so I imagine it would be somewhat awkward situation, even if you really like the guy. What you mean? And I think, first of all, I think the dialogue is great because it, it seems like Tommy doesn't really want to. He's willing to do that, but he doesn't really want, he wants to make sure that, you know, Sandrine is more about him than his money and his job and what he can do. Right, right. That he's not, I mean, he's not doing this to just puff himself up and impress her that way. He's not like that. Well, that's what I meant is your dialogue really worked that in that Tommy is definitely more human and not all gangster that we think he is. Yeah, and even here, he's kind of letting his guard down a little bit. Yep. That whole tough guy thing, you know, for work. He has to put up this front, and he's really good. And everyone can relate to the crazy sister, right? It's her particular brain that makes her go overboard on stuff like this. I know that, and I'm sorry. And I enjoyed cleaning up. Yep. They so like how he just mentions that. Ah, it's Cass. She's nuts. Yeah. You know, just she's make her kind of happy. She's my sister. Again, to add some of that kind of normalcy. That's that's normal stuff. No matter how much money you have or don't have. But a crime boss's work is never done. Yeah, never done. And his so, meeting is with Asa. Yes. Who's played by uh, Carl Glassmoss. Yay, Carl! But Carl first, and I go way back. <laughs> way back. But first we go to the Kingery SOL branch. And something is not right here. Ah, yes. Tithia. Good morning. Yep, Tithia played by uh, Catherine Pride and Luke played by Paul Brueggemann. 
Kyle's dropped off yesterday, and... And, you know, I forgot to mention in here, too, where Tithia, like, is actually kind of shocked that her mother is, like, poaching her business. So, I like that, too, because Tithia, I mean, it's kind of like she's never quite sure where she stands with her mom. Like, she's never quite able to trust her all the way, and just when she starts to, her mom will turn on her and do something crazy. Yep. It's kind of sad. I feel bad for Tithia at that, but... It's their delicious brand of dysfunction. Yep. <laughs> Not that I would know anything about dysfunctional families. I love her enthusiasm. Yes, yes, I was going to just mention that, that... Uh, Debbie, played by uh, Shane Nolan, she had some great takes where she was just, she had so much emphasis. And I'll lead in that uh, even in the next episode, we'll see that uh, she carried through with this uh, whole thing of trying to beat Tithia at her own game. So yeah. I'm not saying uh, dialogue-wise, I'm just saying that Shane portrayed that in all of her lines. It, it made, made it very easy to you know, build some sort of uh, competition between them. Right. And I really like the pregnant sluts line. <laughs> I was proud of that one. Yeah, this one was, uh, this episode was so short, I didn't have very many ad-libs in here. Mm -hmm. Most, not because it was short, it's because pretty much your dialogue was spot on. I mean, nice work, Asa. I wouldn't have thought it really it flowed well, and actually, I don't think any of the if the actors gave me any ad libs, they really just did not fit in. Damn, Asa, you're a genius. I can get beds in here. I'll talk to hooks about setting up showers in a kitchen. <laughs> and we have Mad Dan, played by uh, Brian Finnegan. Yeah, you know that was the hardest part. <laughs> like, I gotta think of something suitably crazy. Hmm. <laughs> he is crazy. Yes. We love Mad Dan. He's fantastic. Oh, yes. He is fantastic. I want to give something back to you for everything you've done for me. Tommy, sometimes you surprise me, and sometimes I'm sure you ain't learned nothing. I don't need nothing more than what I already got. Yeah, but you're out here. You don't have anything. I got what I need. And I love the gunshots. They sounded great. Oh, thank you. I actually reused some of the gunshots that I used when uh, helping Perry mix the uh, season three finale. Ah, okay. Same sort of ricochet off the ground. Uh, different gunshot uh, or gunshots, but uh, yeah. same whizzing through the air. I really like that. It makes it sort of pop out. Not a chance, old man. Yeah, I need an ambulance now. Gunshot wound. It's right off the thoroughfare, uh, cargo bay. Uh, and we're already to the, the last scene. The answering machine. Lisa, you hang on. You hear me? Lisa. Damn it. And here we have. Uh, Sandrine leaving a message on mystery person's uh, answering machine. That's right. Sorry, we haven't caught up. Hopefully, we'll be finding out more about that. Yes, and those are really fun to write with their crazy, you know, double, triple meaning stuff going on. Just to make everyone go, what's going on? <laughs> and with that, the episode is over. Yeah. We have the wonderful Bruce Busby reading us the. Ending credits. Yeah, that was really short. Was, but it was good. I mean, I mean, I don't think you could 
pack much uh, any season four more action into such eight. a small episode. A I momentary mean, lapse. Asa gets injured. Featuring the voice talent. Debbie and Tithia. Uh, competition Gray. starts. Alicia Lee yep. Matheson as Madeline Gray. Excellent Andrea job. I love Sandrine Shaw. I love. I mean, I love this episode. It was, as I said, Paul Brigham. It was short, Luke. but it was. Catherine Pride is. It went together really Shane fast. Nolan I really enjoyed the. Uh, as Asa. Uh, putting Brian together Finnegan this one. Mad Dan. Written by Susan so thank Bridges. you. I think it Story came out very well. So good job all around. Jones, yes, Alicia good job all around for the actors. And and yes, Little. you and original music composed thank you. by David Allen Everyone, Donald. everyone, yay! Produced by Pendant Productions. Yeah. This production is so I, I'm pretty sure that's the end of you for writing for this season. Yeah. Unless something you know happens where somebody can't write something. Yeah. I think the last one that I have that I script that I don't have is. Well, which is Jeffrey, so unless yep, he's Jeffrey up. gets run over, <laughs> which we don't want to happen, no. No, no, that's not, no. So, uh, well, thank you uh, for a great season, and uh, we will see you next season. Yes! And uh, to everyone out there listening, we'll see you next month. Yes, thanks for listening, everyone. Yay!